This is Michael, you're listening to Models of Masters, and I'm so grateful you're here. I'm breaking down personal stories, learned wisdom, and pieces of insight I hope can help you along your journey. Head over to my website, michaelbecker.org, for much more. And with that, let's get right into the show. I've been trying to reach this guy for the better part of the last half year, and finally, I'm so excited to say... I got a chance to sit down with my guy, Trey Kali. In many ways, Trey is really the quintessence of the Gen Z internet influencer. He's the product of a new era of online entrepreneurship that some people may envy. I know for a fact that my parents' generation just doesn't understand, but that others can look at and say, damn, he figured this shit out and he capitalized. Let me learn from this kid. Now, despite being almost 10 years his senior, that's where I land and where I hope you will after this incredible interview. To me, Trey embodies a unique combination of this happy-go-lucky demeanor mixed with this scary, strong hustle mentality, which we dig into. So do not let his youthful appearance, his shaggy hair, or his casual personality fool you. At age 22, Trey is already a millionaire, an influencer, and a mega entrepreneur, having built and sold his social media agency for which he carved his own niche like a boss. And we get into that as well. But I don't want to get ahead of myself. To begin our conversation, I wanted to reverse engineer Trey's success. For him, much like myself, an unanticipated spiritual awakening a few years ago, which sparked a visceral understanding of how attraction, opportunity, and creation really works, began to crystallize inside of his entire being just a few years ago. I saw this movie called The Secret back in college when I was still kind of stuck in the matrix. And I had always like understood that I was different from everyone else. Right. Mm -hmm. But I didn't understand it to the capacity. Like it was all like sports related gifts. Right. I didn't know that those gifts would transfer into the business world and to life in general. And it was weird. It was just like one day I saw someone and, you know, they had told me a few things, a few messages. And it was like ever since that day, it opened up some sort of gateway where I've just been getting downloads of information that I don't even know how I know or understand whether that's from past lives or just higher beings or the source or God, whatever is allowing me to understand or have, you know, access to certain pieces of information. I know that sounds crazy, but I can promise you that I I don't, I'm not sure where it came from, but you know, it started back in 2020 though, when everything, I just like, you know, just felt so much older like it was just weird it's like i woke up you know i suddenly like figured out like and and would just see the world differently right i I would see the world and i'd be like why does no one talk about any like subjects like death or anything like that like why is that taboo right why do people run away from truth so much why are people doing this i started asking why 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 when you start asking a lot of questions you suddenly start getting a lot of answers as well But what Trey described next, whether he knew it or not at the time, was his dark night of the soul. The period of dissonance, confusion, and frustration that preceded his coming into consciousness and his rapid ascent to riches that accompanied it. The thing that I want people to understand about consciousness or unconsciousness, or any time when we're working with ego, and we're all bound to slip at times, right? When we're in those moments of unconsciousness, we are not focused on the now moment. We are focused either on the past 
or on the future, but not on the present. And ego wants you to forget that now is all that exists. Nothing more than abstract projected thought around some fanatical time which will actually never arrive. But until we wake up from this illusion, we remain in this sort of mindset. And at some point, usually when we become so sick and tired of ego mind identification and equally lost, confused, or just plain unsure of the meaning of life, right? Because we're spending so much time focused on past, future, and or the material world, we are often catapulted into this sort of deep and depressive state where nothing seems to make sense anymore. We just know we, we don't want to be there. Life might seem purposeless. Things start losing meaning. Anxiety begins setting in. And we start getting worried that we may never find something that lights a fire in our hearts. Now this phase of uncertainty, it feels painful when we're in it, but it's a necessary precursor to emergence into awakening. This is what the dark night of the soul is. Before that, it's more just like I was frustrated. I was so frustrated. It's like I'd see it, but I'd ignore it. It's like I wouldn't take action upon it, right? I'd make excuses. That was like the biggest thing is I would make an excuse for, for my situation in a sense, right? Or I'd say, well, I need to do this because my parents want me to do this. Like very like in hindsight, very stupid stuff. Like for instance, you know, I was in college. I had a 4.0, still very competitive, right? In, in my world, if you aren't playing to win, leave. Seriously, don't get in my way. Like do not be, I'm, don't join the team. I was the captain of the soccer team, you know? And in hindsight, I had everything going for me. Everything was going well, you know, to natural, like, you know, society standards. But for me, it felt like I was in a cage and I was being held back from spreading my wings, you know. Um, I couldn't really put the pieces together. Um, and I, I just, I, I just did not want to be in college. I did not feel right. I would watch these people on YouTube. I'd see these people and I think in my head, I can beat them. I can do yeah. this. I can yeah. do that. Right. And I'd see it. But then when I would go back home, you know, I'd face the reality of having to avoid to step in and like stepping in chicken crap and having to go feed my chickens and my horses and my animals and like, you know, and, and sleep in a room that's so small and like basically a farmhouse and uh have my parents tell me like oh like you know this is the path to go on like you're gonna get your phd you're gonna get your law degree you're gonna get your business degree you're gonna get all the degrees and then once you get all the degrees you'll be guaranteed you know lots of money but i'm just like you know like why and i guess like you want to trust your family right but when i had the awakening i finally looked at it how things should be right so i didn't look at it as you know this, this is mom or this is my dad I looked at it as this is Sally and this is Marlon in the actual spectrum of the world. This is where they range in wealth. This is, you know, this is the advice that I'm getting. And I understood there's a simple thing that everyone needs to understand. Um, and that's you have to listen to people that are in the position that you want to be in. And in order to do that, you have to figure out what position you want to be in. So it wasn't until the law of attraction taught me that I had to figure out what I want. And that it wasn't until I did that till I knew exactly what I wanted. It's like I knew I wanted things right, but I didn't know the specifics of them so I can never reach them. It's like if you're setting a target, right? And you set a specific mark, you can, you know, figure out eventually how to get there. 
But if you just know you want to go to a target, but you don't set the target, it's impossible. And that's what was happening is I knew I wanted like, you know, these things, but I didn't know the specifics. So I couldn't reverse engineer the process on how to get there. And mm -hmm. that's a big mistake a lot of people make is that if you ask them about their goals, notice how broad they are. Like nothing right. will be specific in anything they say. They'll say like, you know, oh, I just want to be happy, man. Like, okay. And what is, what makes you happy? You know what I mean? Just like, like, don't give me that BS. Like, come on. Like what, what, what do you want out of life? Like, what is your dream car? What is your dream house? What is your dream family? How many kids do you want? What is that yeah. going to cost? What is each kid's going to cost? What is your wife going to need for her when she's pregnant? You have to know the details if you don't know the details, right? But to go back into, you know, when I was kind of in my slumber, you know, it, it was more just like, I would just make excuses for everything. Mm -hmm. And it's so hard to explain because it's hard to even think, it's hard to even understand how I, what I was thinking. But to me, it was fear. It was just fear had consumed me. I wanted to take, like I was playing it safe and I was too scared to step out. Like I was too scared to let my parents down. And yeah. you know, you have your friends telling you too, usually, saying like oh you know you need to stick with college like dude it's really good you have a 4.0 you have a full ride you know that's you can't give up a full ride right you got all these people saying all these things so i was in like this perfect eight figure where like couldn't get just, out of it because it's the situation seems so good but it, at the same time it's like the perfect illusion trey just covered so many great points but i don't want to gloss over this idea of listening to others i'm of the belief that you should actually listen to everyone to collect a broad data set from which you can then consider when making up your mind. But there's a big difference between listening to other people versus adhering to what they say. This is tricky because we need to weigh different people's perspectives based on so many factors, where they are in life, who they are to us and in the world, and their level of knowledge on a topic. All variables that you should consider when taking advice, right? But here's the kicker. We need to simultaneously separate the message from the messenger. Sometimes valid messages come from messengers who we don't expect to possess them. And we also have to remain divorced from what we want to believe or from what's happened in our past when listening to others. For example, I respect my parents and I listen to them, but I also know the frequency level from which they approach certain topics about life and the perspective that they have about, say, money or investing. So what I do with them, with anyone, is I search for grains of truth, right? I open my mind to discover tidbits and to find needles that are mostly existing in haystacks. I think there's always clues and cues in anything that comes into my reality, including what people say or share with me. And so that's why I actually seek out a multitude of opinions because it helps to broaden your vantage point. Onward to the ascent. So how did Trey go from being this conditioned, regular college kid to a millionaire entrepreneur? In short, he woke up from the illusion and he started building. As a digital native, he knew social media, he knew he didn't wanna follow the traditional path, and he knew everything that he was told and taught about school, about business, about success, and about attraction was complete bullshit. Like my business professor doesn't know anything about business, right? Yeah. And teaches yeah. vocabulary words, teaches you nothing about business, teaches you, and nowadays as a business owner, right, being the position that I am, right, no one cares about a degree. I don't think anyone's asked me if I went to college. I don't think anyone's asked me what degree yeah. I have. It's just not, 
it's yeah. all been a it's an illusion right and that's what i'm saying and i was two years i was going on to my third year when i dropped that. i dropped out basically like uh in the midst of the summertime of my going into my third year right yeah. and um that's when everything started but before i dropped out what had happened was i had woken up and i immediately started goal setting i started i remember i took this piece of paper up paper's probably worth a lot of money one day but i remember writing on like with the highlighter because i couldn't find a pen and i was writing down like i'm gonna have you know a thousand real estate properties i'm gonna have ten thousand acres i'm gonna be worth a hundred million dollars all these like that crazy you know things that a normal person will never you know come up with and i was just writing down these big goals because that's like the starting point right and you know i didn't really understand the law of vibration law of attraction back then right but i remember telling my family i was like look like I figured it out like I found out the secret like we're all gonna be rich we're all gonna be successful like everything's gonna come and they were all kind of like because my brother and sister right they got their master's in business they got their MBA they got you know my sisters were working for uh, actually I'm not gonna name the companies just for uh, but they're working for prestigious companies you know and they're making good money but not great money in my eyes right um, and they're telling me like, you know, nothing about money. You know, nothing about finance. You know, nothing about this. You know, nothing about that. And I'm just saying like, watch me like, I, yeah. I, I like, and, uh, you know, I, I started trying to figure out how can I make money? And, you know, when you are harmonious with something, that's how you attract something in your life. A lot of people don't understand how the law of attraction, the law of vibration works, right? They think that, you know, because uh, you'll see a lot of people do this, right? Like, I'm manifesting, I'm manifesting every day. I'm manifesting. Like, I'm my, I wrote my affirmations down there. Like, yes, that's great. That's a part of the process. But you have to work. You have to literally, right? And remember this quote. This quote's going to be very important for anyone that's watching this, right? In order to achieve something you've never achieved before, you have to become someone you've never been before, right? Mm -hmm. And that's how the law of vibration and the law of attraction works, right? So it's just like when you're tuning in on a radio, right? You have to tune into a specific frequency. So that means you have to evolve to the frequency that's harmonious with the Lamborghini, with the mansions, with the lifestyle that you desire, right? So when I started getting harmonious and I started educating myself and working towards that goal, because now I had the target, right? Which my first income goal was 10,000 a month. If I get hit 10K a month, I was going to drop out of college. That was my goal. None of what we create is an accident, but most of it is unintentional before we realize the connectivity, the correlations, and even causation of how what we believe, think, and do is related to what we manifest. That's part of the power of popping out of our trance and saying, holy shit, I'm literally inside of my own video game here, making my own reality. So what did Trey do next? Well, this is where most people stall or stagnate. They sit there waiting, wishing from the sidelines. But we have to understand that massive change requires massive action. So Trey took the fucking reins. He started his own agency. Listen in as he describes how this idea came to fruition, the opportunity he fulfilled in the marketplace, how the business was structured, key milestones that he was hitting in revenue, and how all of those correlated with massive lifestyle changes along the way how celebrity giveaways start, uh, which is basically this concept that 
partner with an influencer, you give away a bunch of prizes to incentivize their followers to follow all the, the clients, all the brands that sponsor the giveaway, right? And so you could grow a bunch of brands, 10,000, 20,000 followers. And that was the value that I was bringing to the marketplace at the time. And at first I couldn't, I had no money, right? Then no money. So I couldn't afford, I couldn't afford to use US influencers. I couldn't afford to, you know, pay 5K, 10K, 20K for an influencer. So what I did was I, I started getting innovative and this didn't exist back then. So I literally created a few different things. I saw a problem in the market and I started getting very innovative. And my innovation was because all the giveaway spots back then were really expensive because everyone used US influencers. And also a big thing is that there are these things called estimates. So no company had a, th a guarantee on any way. They didn't guarantee anything, right? And I came up with the first guarantee and I came up with Brazilian giveaways. And that was my angle into the market because now, you know, I was selling giveaway spots for 290 for a 10K gain, right? For higher quality followers or better followers. And the next best option was $3,000 for a 5K estimate or something like that. You know what I mean? So I created this huge hedge in the market and it just seems like it was just the perfect timing. Everyone wanted to grow their brand. The digital era was taking over and it just started like booming. And, yes. you know, I couldn't book. So as I mentioned, I couldn't book any influencers, right? So uh, what I had to do is I had to, first I had to use Google Translate. So I had to go bom dia ba -da 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 -da, to talk to these Brazilian influencers. So I'm translating Portuguese, you know, English to Portuguese to talk to these people, one, doing what no one else was willing to do, right? Mm -hmm. And then I'm taking the risk of having to transferize these people and use Portuguese contracts and all this stuff. And, you know, I didn't have any money to transferize them. So what I do, I'd get someone that was 100, I got, uh, you know, Thais Ray alone was one of my first inf Brazilian influencers I worked with. And, you know, her and my, her manager, you know, I'm in a group chat with them. My partner Stefan with me in the group chat. And, you know, we're working out these details. And, you know, once she said like, yeah, she'll do it. And like, I got that confirmation, you know, I held off from paying her and I started selling pre-sale spots and I used those pre-sale monies to pay her. Then I used the pre-sale money to pay for, the giveaway prizes and figure out all that. And like, I remember the prizes got stuck in transit and it was a huge headache and COVID was a thing still, or a thing COVID was just becoming a thing at the time. It wasn't easy, um, but you know, like if you really try and you really, if you, you can put the pieces together, right? It's a puzzle. And I solved the puzzle, my first giveaway, it did all right. Um, I figured like I, I under, I learned so much on that first giveaway. I think I made like $300 profit. Like I came out barely anything. I should have, you know, made 3000 plus, made 300 is what it is. Also okay. honored some aggrievements for anyone that helped me as well. You know, I compensated, you know, my friends who were helping me, um, which is basically Stefan, who was gonna end up being my partner on Quick Jump. Um, and uh, yeah, and then the next one blew it out of the water. Next one blew it out of the water. But like there would be things that would happen like that would go wrong. Like let's say an influencer doesn't hit the guarantee that they promised me. Well, I'd have to spend more money on my pocket to bring on more influencers that have a, a lookalike audience for them to also help promote, which is fine, right? It just costs me more. And I learned these things as I went along. And, you know, before I, before I knew it, we were doing like 50K a month. Wow. Uh, this was like in my first like within like six months of the business and then i think i hit my first 10k month in like may so like in two months i hit my first 10k month and then that year because think about how late i started right that year 
all my tax returns, I looked and for 2020 tax returns, we cash collected $300,000. When I say we, it, I'm, I'm saying me, right? I'm saying quick jump as a we, but it was me. Like it's me, like no one else is taking credit for that, me. I hustled that hard, right? And there's also pieces left out where I landed a big client that was paying me 3,000 a month to manage his DMs. And that when I landed Jake D. Michelle as a client who was paying me 3K a month, my first high ticket client for little to minimal work per week, like I'm talking like four hours a week max to pay me 3,000 a month profit was insane. So inspiring, so mind blowing. And Jake invited me to come like to Vegas with Stefan, who was also doing work for him, who Stefan's the one that connected me to Jake. And we went to Vegas and I never left Vegas. <laughs> so like right as soon as college ended, right? As soon as like my last semester ended for that year, I literally left home. Jake was just telling me, you need to drop out. Like, why are you in college? He was also pushing it on me. And Jake... Like he gave me, you know, a good amount of wisdom, but the, the, the I tell Jake this all the time. He said, the most important thing about that situation was seeing you do it, was seeing you make 30, 40 K a month for me, was seeing that it was possible, was, yes. was all I needed to see. As is often the case, what goes up must come down. Shit hit the fan earlier this year inside of Trey's reality. And the way it happened, which I can relate to, convinced him even more that he was living inside of some kind of a simulation where things were being orchestrated both by him, but also behind the scenes. When things randomly get off track from the path that we're headed down, one that was working, generating revenue, putting us in flow state, feeling fantastic, we have to keep in mind it's often happening for us. See, sometimes our higher self will orchestrate these diversion points where we're totally sidetracked. Now, when we're violently redirected without any obvious misdoings by ourselves, it's more often than not the universe stepping in. Sometimes this is just a humbling reality check, but more often than not, it's a level up because we just won that last level. There was nothing more left to achieve on that timeline, on that frequency plane, in that movie. Do you get me? There's no point in the universe keeping you on an easy level of life when you've already achieved total mastery. That's not beneficial to you or the system at large. So boom, it shuts off one level and thrusts you into another. As unexpected and confusing as this might be, it's ultimately for our greatest good, despite how much we're enjoying the smooth sailing. In 2022, I was peaking, like I was on top of the world. I had a large, you know, I had a good amount of money my bank account. I was doing, I was traveling to Tulum, going to yeah. entrepreneur events with my buddy Kikoa. And then we went to Brazil for like the celebrity giveaways. We met these Brazilian celebrities. And then as soon as things went bad, everything went bad. It's like, as soon as I was harmonious with bad, mm -hmm. everything went bad. And what had happened, what put me in the negative frequency was I got food poisoning in Brazil. And when I got food poisoning in Brazil, it's like, I started getting extorted. I started getting blackmailed. I started like getting like threats. I started, I had all these people that owed me like half a million dollars. Someone was supposed to send me Rolex. They were trying to scam me. Like all these bad things are just simultaneously like pow. And then I got psoriasis, which I've never had before in my life, right? Which was insane. And I got psoriasis from the stress. And I had another guy steal $120,000 from one of my e-commerce businesses. And this was all happening at once. Like I was getting the full, like, I don't know, this is like karmic debt. I don't know what is going on, but I am getting hammered. 
And at a certain point, you, you, you have to ask yourself, I feel like everyone's asked, them, asked themselves this question before, right? It's like, if things get like, if when things get really, really, really bad, you know, do you just kill yourself? Like, wh like, what do you like, what do, like, what do you do here? And I thought in my head, like, that is such a joke. Like, I, I, I'm the most non-suicidal person ever. It was more of like, a laughter joke it's like i would like i don't understand suicide like i would kill every single person that did this to me way before i'd kill myself you know not to like look like a psychopath or anything but like let's be real here like why would you like kill the problem not kill yourself like that doesn't solve anything but anyways like that was just one of like that was like i just remember being in a hotel room because i was a digital nomad at the time too so that was another thing is that being a digital nomad and all this happening is like really really bad but anyways when the psoriasis started spreading i had dots all over me like literally it's crazy and i was flying to different doctors and no one could figure out what the hell is wrong with me no one could figure out psoriasis i had still have a scar I don't know if I can show you, but like I still have marks on my stomach, like leftover. Like it looks like I got like some sort of disease, and I still have, like faded marks, right? Like I, and it, it's crazy. And uh, basically, you know, eventually it was discovered that it's psoriasis. After, dude, I, I, in 2022 this year, I've probably had more blood tests than any person I've ever met before in my life. Like, and I hate getting my blood done. So it was just, it was hell. Like it was just getting my blood done. My business was getting extorted. Like people were saying, if you don't send me this amount of Bitcoin, like I'm going to delete all your clients. I'm going to delete your page. I'm going to delete this. And like, you got all these problems. You got people saying like, Hey, Trey, send me, you know, a quarter million dollars, or I'm going to like publish 1500 articles about you that are all fake and say that you're this person that you did this like crazy like stuff i never like even thought like and i was like damn like i was naive like and so anyway so i'm getting pushed into this hole like life is pushing me into this hole and i just you, you just have to you just have to like like grab your fist and just think for a second like why is this happening to me why i was just on top of the world why is god like because i have a very good relationship with god and i was like god why like what what are you doing here like what is going on and i was like one i am getting ego checked when i really thought about like this is an ego check like there's if i would have kept peeking like i wasn't going to become like a person i didn't want to become so i'm one i'm getting ego checked that's clear right got like i'm my ego's getting calmed down and two i suddenly have time to do all the things i didn't have time to do before which was will focus on my health, focus yeah. on reading, focus on my family. All of these things I made excuses for not doing, I suddenly had time to do. I suddenly had time to read the book I wouldn't want to read. I suddenly had time to go to the gym. I suddenly had time to do all this. I started going to the gym at 1 a.m. because I didn't want anyone from my hometown to see me. <laughs> so I started like going to a very far away. I drive 40 minutes to go to a gym at 1 a.m. every single day. And you know, two months later, I was getting stronger. I was seeing results. I was getting healthier. I was getting better. I was going every single week, like three times a week, I would go to red light therapy and they would like strap me up and I'd basically get to go like, they'd like, I'd be in my underwear and they'd strap me off all these different lights all over me. And, you know, like, and, and like, I wasn't dating, I wasn't doing anything. I was just basically, you know, just surviving on my own. But three months into it, when things looked like they were going to get a little bit better, like I, I started, I had the best month of my life. Like I remember netting like an insane amount and my business was thriving. So I went from my business going like this, to literally just going like that and I, it's just like it's crazy um and so like the, the fact that I, I passed the test whatever like test i was going through i passed the test for every action there's always an equal and opposite reaction
We can't expect to level up, to succeed massively, and just live on cloud nine all the time, no matter how good things are going. I'm reminded of the moment in Wolf of Wall Street when Jordan's dad warns him that one day the chickens are gonna come home to roost. But like any resilient entrepreneur with a strong soul, Trey bounced back. His company was acquired, he cashed out, and now it's all about figuring out what his true mission on this planet really is. For me now, it's just like I recently, my company recently went through a merger and acquisition. So now I have two, you know, official equity, uh, two other equity partners within the company now. It's like an umbrella. So we own a bunch of different, you know, branding type companies under a main company called S99 Agency, which is now like now that I did that merger, I now have the framework to do, you know, consistently a million a month plus. So, you know, that's going to be one of the income related goals. But the thing is, is that I actually have I'm not inspired by money like I was when I first started out. Now right. it's much more. Um, why am I here? You know, this money is not going to satisfy me. Money's not going to make me happy. Get, upgrading to a bigger and bigger box is kind of like stupid to think about. Right. Um, so now it's more impact. You know, I, I have people tell me all the time, like Trey, like, you should really speak. You should really do this. You should really post this. You should do this stuff. They'll be inspired in person. They'll tell me how like, wow, like there's something about you. Like I feel it coming off you like, you know, you're special. And, you know, it's finally time that I started, you know, making the time to spread my word and to spread, you know, how my life changed as soon as I took control of my reality and to help as many people as possible take control of their life and get aligned with their God-given purpose and really do what makes them happy and figure out what they want out of life and, you know, help be a light worker, right? So that's, that's kind of my mission now is to look at everyone like candles and to help light everyone's flame and yes. help their flames light other flames and keep spreading that message and to spread love. And, you know, that's what I'm about right now. And I want to impact millions, I want to speak around the world. And now that's yeah. like my current goals, so. I think that much like the ocean itself, life happens in waves. We're given a down period to rest, but then we're swept onto a new journey. We peak, we party, we celebrate that success, and then we're humbled. Soon we claw out of that pit and we learn something new about ourselves during the journey. We crawl, we jump, and we fly again. Now from someone who's exploded in the way that Trey has. I wondered how he viewed the relationship between time, hard work, and results. I wondered if there was ever a single moment, a glimpse of clarity, where he knew that if he just continued doing what he was doing, his shit would blow up. Adapting and adjusting, once you realize success is inevitable, is everything. One of the most powerful books I've ever read was The Slight Edge, uh, which talks about the compound effect. That is a real thing. So basically, breakthroughs do not happen through just doing a couple of things. It happens through doing the making the right decision over and over and over and over again. Basically, the compound effect, I mean, a, a prime example of it was from when I started and I made $300 profit. And I yeah. kept doing that over and over until I was hosting one giveaway a month then two giveaways a month and then you know higher ticket giveaways and so forth but it's about i kept like really people would ask me. i remember people would ask me back then they'd be like you know trey how are you making so much money it's like it's because i work three or four times as much as you i okay. work so much harder than you <laughs> you know like i would tell them that and i, I would be like you know you're not working you're not working harder than me one and now i'm working smarter and harder and it's like 
if you really like i was like back when i was in the mansion you would think that i'm goofing off you know i'm in vegas right you think i'm goofing off all the time and you know i'm having a good time but the reality is is i'm waking up at 6 a.m i'm taking a cold shower i am meditating and then i am getting my first hardest task done in the day for the first two hours of that day moving on to the next hardest task and i would sit in a beanbag and you can ask any of my roommates can testify to this trey collie would sit in a beanbag for hours not even eat i would not even eat food i would make excuses i say i'd rather make money than eat i would sit in a beanbag for literally four six hours two phones in my hands sending dms hey my name is trey call i'd love to know where you're blah, blah, blah. hey da, 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 da. hey hey glad you inquired about this i would literally call people i'd call them build relationships do all these things right because i knew in that moment Whatever I do in this moment creates my future self. So in order for me to see myself in the jet or see myself in this, you know, the I-8 in the future, I had to do this now, right? And that's kind of like leads to the compound effect is that, you know, there were definitely times, you know, there'd be days where I'd have someone charge back $4,000 and just scam me. Like I, like naive days, you know, that would really put you in the dumps. But, and then I, I've also discovered this concept a real like alignment concept in business is to not focus on how much your expenses are or how much this costs, but to focus on generating income activities. So that was like a double edged sword for me because that's all I'd want to do, you know, is generate income. But at the same time, what the problem about it was is that and if you read the book called The E-Myth, which is a very good book for entrepreneurs, especially ones that haven't fully automated their companies yet, is it talks about the biggest mistake that entrepreneurs make is that they are the business they never separate themselves from the company and they never build a framework to do that and that was the problem with quick jump is that i was the guy managing quick i was doing everything right so i started trying to hire employees start doing it i failed over and over the employees would disappoint me they end up you wasting my like and i i just wasn't good at delegating for some reason i don't know if it was the business model or what it was but you know in terms of the compound effect though i mean that is life-changing information I, and a great example of the compound effect right if anyone's watching this and doesn't understand i don't know if you talked about it before the podcasts probably have right but basically Basically, a great example is if you go and work out one day, you're not going to see anything, right? You're not going to see any changes. You're not going to feel better. But if you go and work out every single day for a year, you will see the changes, right? And so right. forth. So it's about doing and making the right decision and over and over and over again. And naturally, you're going to have a breakthrough. And that breakthroughs happen on, on a buildup. I think if there was one point that I wanted to emphasize more intensely than any other for you to walk away from this episode with, it would be this. The importance of networking plus knowledge gathering. Meeting people when added with learning new information yields outsized returns in terms of both the access that you can unlock to new avenues and the opportunities you attract by virtue of expanding your network of people. If there's one ethos that I could ingrain in your mind, it would be that intentional consciousness expansion combined with a will willingness to grow your network as broadly as you can has to yield magical shifts over time. Think about it. You're really doing two things at once here. You're broadening your conception of how the world works, which in turn increases your frequency while you're creating new connections, who by the way, are naturally gonna be vibrating on the level that you're on, right? It can be no other way. So as you're growing, as your skills are becoming enhanced and widened, you're opening yourself up to all these potential opportunities through others who are also doing the same. This is where co-creation becomes so powerful and allowing you to create exponential change. Okay, so you're growing, you're learning, you're expanding your knowledge base, 
and you're intentionally creating with like-minded people. At a certain point, all that momentum that's building up is gonna need to come out. This is where we become not just collectors, not just gatherers of knowledge, but producers and purveyors of it. But as a content producer in this online world, as you already know, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. That's what it was for me. It was me just working over and over naturally. You know, the breakthrough could be landing like accidentally stumbling across my next biggest client, right? Or the breakthrough could be me stumbling across an agency that wants to bring me 20 clients a month, you know? And that's the thing you have to think about. And that's the motivating factor is that if you're constantly building your network every single day, you're constantly DMing people every single day, yes. you will inevitably, you will inevitably meet your next biggest client, your next biggest business partner or potentially your next girlfriend or boyfriend or next best friend or next travel buddy or so forth. But if you don't do anything on a daily basis, you will not get any result, right? So if you change nothing, nothing will change, right? People like say like, wow, you have such a huge network, you know, at such a young age, because I've been DMing people for the past, like, you know, you think in, in one sense, you know, two years isn't that long, but in other sense, you know, 700 some days of DMing people can add up, right? right and right. plus on top of that, you know, I was doing other strategies. I had multiple accounts. I had a lot of like, different things that I was doing to, you know, connect with as many people as possible, right? And, you know, also you can run ads. Like you don't even have to like, you know, necessarily be all doing it manually. You can run ads and you can literally do outbound marketing or get organic traffic, right, as well. So, I mean, there's just so many ways. And I, I think right now for me, again, I really am starting to understand the value of building up content and producing content. And, you know, because you're just one, in another sense, right, from looking from a content perspective, you're just one video away from going viral and your life changing forever and ever and ever, right? But what I've also realized is that with great power comes great responsibility. And when you're a spiritual leader and and, you know, when you're someone like Michael, right, who has all this knowledge, truth, right, the dark side is scared of you. They don't want you, you know, they're going to try everything they can to cancel you. They're going to try everything they can to bring you down. As Trey alluded to, and as you may know, if you've followed me for a while, my content nest egg, so to speak, was my New Earth Knowledge brand, which I started back in 2019. I didn't know it then, but it turns out that New Age spirituality isn't exactly an easy niche to go viral in. Cancel culture is in no other space more prevalent than it is in that arena. Growth of my page has literally stopped. I've been at just about 60,700 followers for over a year now. Granted, my content output has slowed down slightly, but the shadow banning and the censorship is obvious. I know other creators whose livelihoods have been affected by this blatant overreach and the overstepping of these platforms who are clearly violating our First Amendment rights. And whether that's to do with COVID or with other things happening within the power structures on this planet, the point is, is that technology, the internet, and First Amendment are all colliding in a really interesting but also really critical way. And we're approaching this this point where everything feels like it hangs in the balance with regards to freedom, freedom of speech, consciousness, awakening, and access to information. COVID really pointed out that the news is privately owned and it's not, it's not what we think it is. It's not like real news. It's all propaganda. Like it's literally like if me and you created a new like company, right? Like we create our own company and we just named it like, you know, TM News. That's all the news is, is that we just named our company TM News, made it look like really like good, you know, and yeah. had all these little prompters coming in, but it's still privately owned and still whatever we, we want to display. You know, we pick our stories, we manipulate information and all this stuff. Look at what 
Alex Jones did with Infowars. Like to me, that was I loved what he did. That was a high quality. Yeah, is a high quality program. I feel so bad for Alex. Like he he uh, like again like he's people don't understand. Like they'll they'll understand eventually. I think I think they'll understand. But like you know you have to have you can't control freedom of speech. I don't care what you believe in or what he's saying. Again, you cannot control freedom of speech. There needs to be a new internet. There needs to be new media outlets. There needs to be new big tech companies. We have Rumble now making ways. I've, what I've noticed is that companies will start off good and then eventually they'll sell their soul. And when I say sell their soul, I'm not always talking about satanic ritual. Selling your soul means is that you give up your morals and ethics in order to satisfy a hunger of connections or, you know, greed or whatever it may be. Um, but basically, you know, people will give up their human qualities is what I guess the best way to put it, you know, where, you know, we're all supposed to be here together on the same page and they'll give that up or, you know, money or different desires, wherever that may be. We digress. That's a rabbit hole for a whole other episode. The point that we really want to drive home is the impact that social media and content can have on audiences and on our culture as a whole. The value of content marketing and the responsibility that befalls us as creators, as leaders in our respective areas, is truly immense. I mean, the idea that you can now become a full-time content celebrity is crazy. We'll get to this more in a minute, but I honestly think that you either need to be super, super educational with your content or just super against the grain nowadays to blow up as a creator. Yet I think we're, we're still charged with what I think is an important task, to serve our audiences with truth, transparency, Transparency and committed effort. It's also the best way to monetize and grow from a business perspective too. Cultivating a community of subscribers with valuable differentiated content published consistently via your own media platform is the move. The creators, coaches, influencers, startups, and even especially large companies that are going to win are those who are thinking about marketing as content and content as a product, who operate like media companies and who build audiences through educational content-driven platforms. Being a publisher, whether a company, a creator, a book author, or heck, even a newspaper or neighborhood newsletter, it comes with a lot of responsibility. Every single thing published by any commercial entity needs to be thought of kind of like a final report, the quality of which will mean the difference between an A plus and excelling or a D and failing. We have to be remarkable in our effort through our content. Otherwise, we're just adding to the noise. Just like littering, we're digital cluttering. It's your job to be the voice of your audience, to focus on both quality and quantity, to create wonderful consumer experiences over just average ones. I asked Trey how he thinks about content, but not just that, about this influencer heavy world where edgy, raw, even controversial content is serving as a vehicle to major celebrity for creators who aren't afraid to take a stand, piss people off, but garner a massive following in doing so. I think there's so much power to content creators now. I think people don't realize that. I think really Andrew Tate really put in perspective that you have so much power, even though these people control these platforms, like as long as you can abide by, you know, all like as long as you don't piss them off too much, you know, you can have, gain a lot of power fast. I mean, like Logan Paul, like think about the cult he has of like teenage kids, like 13, 14 year olds are showing up, like basically worshiping him. Right. Yeah. And you got the Nelk boys where you got this very targeted demographic of men that, you know, love, love them, love what they're 
saying and all like Nelk's doing is like all they're doing is like you know really expressing what a frack guy likes and feels right. out there and they build yeah. a massive brand from it yeah. and I think that we're transitioning to an era where where people are where you're gonna interview kids right and they're gonna say I want to be a YouTuber mommy or I want to be an influencer you know and I think we're in I think we're transitioning to an era where you know robots are probably gonna take up like you know like you go to a grocery store you see self you see more self-checkout aisles and there are people now no one wants to work a- anymore because that's a whole nother problem but anyways but people want to do different things people want to work from home and like we're transitioning to a new era of life i think that influencer marketing is the future mm. and you know there's a lot of stuff i can go with that influencer marketing you know it's taking over and i think that more people should be utilizing especially if you're not afraid to be on camera and if you everyone has a voice everyone knows something that someone else doesn't right and you got to figure out what i what's hard for me i could do so many different things like i could talk all about business i can talk about the law of attraction i can talk about you know breath work i can talk about all these different things but i i don't it's hard to figure out what the advice that i get it's like you need to stick to one thing you need to find your one thing like when they say trey they think of one thing right and that's what's hard for me is i like that's what i'm having trouble with because i want to test all these different strategies i want to test all these different things but i can't figure out what is my one thing you know what is like when people bring me on like what is that one sentence that summarized me you know you know i don't i don't want it to be i don't want to be a motivational speaker i don't want to be like oh trey's motivational i don't want that you know i want something that's like i can't figure it out i don't know what that's going to be yet and i'm hoping that almost like my audience will naturally like curate to like help me shift into what they want to see me as you know what they want to because i've been given a lot of god-given gifts right but it's very but i need to figure out how to properly use them and for me like i mastered instagram but i'm still figuring out tiktok and youtube and to me it comes down to just you just need to create a lot of content and consist it so the compound the way to crush these social media platforms if you want to go viral if you want to build a huge brand on tiktok youtube and instagram you know whatever platform it is is you have to be consistent every single day you have to post more and you have to post higher quality content and you also have to pay attention to trends pay attention to the algorithm right so you have to pay attention to trending sounds you know um trending you know transitions uh trending people collaborations all sorts of stuff but like to me it's all about consistency because i have all these great ideas and this would be my big problem is i procrastinate from actually putting out the content and now the problem is i made all this content and now i have, i just need to post it now my problem is like making time to post or i'd always say an excuse like oh well now it's already 5 p.m i can't post it now or now it's this i can't post it now and I, so now it's just a matter of just getting everything up there and i need yeah. to get in rhythm with this new life because i i want to you know i'm low-key i'm still a businessman you know you got to have if you want to make an impact world you need money but i've decided that i'd rather have you know one million subscribers over one million dollars and the reason i say that is because one million subscribers of an audience that you have influence over that you can make an impact for that will ease each one of your subscribers you've given them so much value law of reciprocity is a real thing right um so when you give someone free value they want to give you something in return so you could give all those subscribers are automatically worth one million dollars because all of them would give you a dollar they hell they'd give you five dollars they're worth five million dollars i would say one million start at a minimum is worth five million probably ten million so anyone that has a million entrepreneurs like related subscribers right you are automatically worth 10 million dollars in my eyes people can deny that they can argue that i i you you don't think that i would give if, so, if alex hermosi who's like person that you know is a great example of someone who's trending on if he asked as many people as possible to like sign up for this or like do me a favor you realize how many people would do it just like that right so that's how you have to look is like when you have influencer plus like when you have that many people spreading your words showing their friends about you like it's just crazy the goal isn't content for content's sake of course we're building businesses here 
here after all. Content is a vehicle for value transfer. That's how I look at it. It's a vehicle for value transfer and a mechanism for audience building and the buildup of trust ultimately. And this is where we brought the conversation back to. Trey wants to build wealth. I want to build wealth. That's what we're aiming to do. So I asked him how entrepreneurs should be thinking about growing their business, making as big a dent as possible and disrupting their industry to build an empire. Listen to what he shared. You don't stumble across being a billionaire. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't just happen. If you don't believe you can become a billionaire, you'll never become a billionaire. If you don't believe you can do this, right? If you don't set a target high enough, you'll never, because odds are is that there's a chance you may not reach your target, right? So what happens if, if there's a chance you may not reach this target? What happens if you've reached that target here? So you start working as if you're going to hit here and then naturally you go way past the original target. I mean, that's just how it is, right? You prepare differently. You're building different frameworks. You're building differently, right? So if your goal is to hit a hundred million, million, right? You may fall around the 30, 40 million range, right? But your other goal was going to be 10 million, you know? So it's like, you might as well aim higher. And I'm not saying set on realistic goals because that's never not good. But the way it works is that you reverse engineer the process, right? So you start with a hundred million. And if you're at, let's just say zero now, as an example, well, you start off by hitting 10K a month, then you go from 10K to hundred, but you have your long-term goals. You have your vision and line, right? And you can, you can create a vision. You can get into a market, right? Where the market cap is way above 100 million, right? Because if your goal is 100 million, right? Versus if your goal is 100K, whatever it is, right? You're going to get into two different markets. You're no going to, you're going to answer so many questions. You're going to write the bat. I can't do this. I can't do this. If my goal is 100 million, I can't do this. I can't waste time to do this. I have to focus on this, right? You know, if I just flip real estate properties, I'm only ever going to make this much money. I can't do that. I need to get into tech, right? And you naturally start to like shift and your way of thinking, how you move. And that's just super powerful of itself. And the content that you're consuming and the things that you're learning and the people that you're networking with, it all starts to shift. Exactly. Exactly. When you have that intention of, all right, I'm going to move in this direction, it starts to kind of happen for you, which is what you were talking about earlier. At the end of the day, wealth is only a piece of a much larger puzzle, yet it's a piece that's important to enable the kind of choices and lifestyle options and impact and giving and so forth that we should all want to create. So with what this guy's done already, before the age of 23, I asked him what's next for himself, where he wants to go, and what he wants his legacy to be. So I'll let Trey close off this incredible episode with his words of wisdom. I truly believe that I will be a speaker, a renowned around the world. I think that I will be speaking from, you know, Australia to America, to China, to Canada, everywhere. Uh, you know, million people in the audience. I think that I have will have millions of followers across all platforms, you know, you name it. Um, I believe that I will have changed millions of lives for the better and positively impacted millions of people, brought them closer to truth, which is parallel to God, right? Uh, and brought them closer to their family and anything, right? And, and uh, that's my goal is to because when you are someone of influence people don't understand this either is that you have a lot of responsibilities so you have to be very careful right, right. so what I hope for myself is that when I become that person that I truly become the prime like, the leader that I need to become, right? So that I cannot be a hypocritical monster because that's like, that's the worst, right? So what I hope to see for myself is I hope to see, see and stay consistent and aligned with my vision. And I hope to be just a pure, no, and most, this is most important. I hope to become just such a great example of how people should be in terms of standing up for what's right, being loving, being kind, being forgiving, being all those things. And at the same time, help being, you know, millions of others uh, do the same.
Hey guys, if you found value in this episode, it would mean the world to me if you share it with a friend and on social media and be sure to tag me so that I can repost and please rate and review as everything helps so that I can get this knowledge to as many people as humanly possible. All right, I'll see you in the next episode. That's it for this episode. Really appreciate you tapping in. FYI, my new book, Content Capitalist, is launching end of March. I'm super excited to put this out into the world. I've been heads down the past six months writing and refining the book. If you'd like to register for updates and be added to my VIP waitlist, go to michaelbecker.org backslash content capitalist book. Can't wait to share what I've been cooking up with you guys. See you in the next episode.